I hope you all had a wonderful Independence Day. And I hope that for a minute or two, you stopped to give thanks for living in a democracy. While we did not create a perfect union, as stated in the preamble to the Constitution, which would not even be ratified for another 12 years, an idea was formed. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Well, they didn't really mean all men were created equal. <laughs> and they didn't mean that all men had the right to be free. And they surely didn't mean all people. But the idea that all people were equal and had the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness was revolutionary. We have been struggling with this revolutionary idea for over 200 years. I like to think we get a little bit closer each year. But we should never take this idea for granted. At the heart of this idea is Western liberalism, which is once again under attack. And Western liberalism is not a bunch of folks in Northern California drinking Chardonnay and lattes. <laughs> the basic principles of liberalism are democracy, individuality, freedom, reason, equality, and justice. Our Unitarian ancestors would have said, freedom, reason, and tolerance. And our universalist ancestors tempered those with love, hope, and courage. Over the last 400 years, for sure, liberalism has grown, and now over the half of the world's nations are democ democracies with civil liberties in varying forms for its people. But across the globe, the ideals of Western liberalism are under attack. Vladimir Putin went so far as to say that liberalism is dead. And indeed, we are seeing a rise in nationalism and aut autocracies. It is not the first time that liberalism has been attacked from its beginning. Those in power have always sought to keep their power by any means necessary. The last great attack on liberalism came in the form of fascism and communism and resulted in a world war. On the eve of America's involvement in World War II, President Franklin Delano Roosevelt, seeing the threat to Western liberalism, delivered his now famous speech on the Four Freedoms, which was this morning's reading. Over the summer, we'll take a look at these four freedoms and what they mean to us today as a nation and as Unitarian Universalists. To recap, the four freedoms are the freedom of expression, 
the freedom of religion, the freedom from, from want, and the freedom from fear. This morning, we'll take a look at the freedom of expression, which will include the freedom of speech. In our Constitution, the First Amendment says, Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of speech or of the press or of the right of people peaceably to assemble and to petition the government for a redress of grievances. Two of Roosevelt's freedoms are in the First Amendment to the Constitution. Congress, meaning the government, since Congress is the only body that has the right to make law, cannot restrict freedom of the press or freedom of speech though the right to both has its limits. The government can and has restricted some forms of speech and expression, child pornography, libel, slander, threats to the public safety, exhortations to violence. But overall, the government cannot restrict your free speech or the freedom of the press. A free press is one of the pillars of a functioning democracy. The press is not the enemy of the people. It is the protector of the people. It protects the people by telling the facts. Though we can say that how they tell us the facts can be subjective. Facts themselves are not subjectives. There are no alternate facts. <laughs> but how we tell them can be. Let's say there's a demonstration, and a 1,000 people show up for de that demonstration. Well, I could say a large crowd de demonstrated against X, Y, and Z. Or I could tell you that a relatively small crowd demonstrated against X, Y, and Z. Which one is true? Both of them. Because a thousand people is a large crowd, but relative to the number of people who showed up at any number of marches, the Million Mom March, the Women's March, the 1963 March on Washington for jobs, it is a relatively small crowd. So it is both large and small. But the fact is, there's a thousand people. It's up to us, the readers, to look deeper into what the press is telling us. We relinquish our when we relinquish our responsibilities because we have a free press, we will not have a free press for very long. We only have our free press when we exercise our responsibility to make sure the press gives us the facts rather than the subjective facts. This is especially true in the age of social media. Is social media a form of the press? 
or is it a public forum of ideas? If it is the press, then the government cannot regulate it further than it can regulate a newspaper. But what if it's a forum of ideas? Well, that's a different story. A private company cannot make false claims about its product, does not have an unfettered right to free speech. In fact, the government can intervene in many aspects of a private company. It can make any number of laws restricting what a company can do or say. The central question about the nature of social media is one that is of utmost importance today. And I wish our legislatures, legislators at every level would bother to ask and answer the question, what exactly is Facebook? <laughs> Right now, since we don't know that Facebook is anything other than a private company, we have to realize that they do not have to grant us free speech. They are not the government. And as such, anyone can say anything they wish as long as Facebook allows it. I'm going to use Facebook as the example here, but I could be using any of the social media, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, you name it. You can put pictures of your cute little pets on Facebook, or you can put racist, sexist, homophobic lies on Facebook. While it does have a code of conduct hidden somewhere in those hundreds of pages that you clicked yes on without reading any of those words, it's hard for a company like theirs to monitor the millions of users in their posts. It relies on people to complain. And by then it's usually too late. Social media is the easiest way to spread hatred. And I wish I could say that we Unitarian Universalists are not sometimes perpetrators of hate speech, but we are. Sadly, some of us are just as bad as some of them. We seem to forget the first of our principles when we are on social media. I have seen far too many memes and posts by universe, Unitarian Universalists that denigrate people who do not think just as we do. Willfully forgetting their dignity and worth. And sadly, I have seen far too many memes and posts about Unitarian Universalists that are racist, sexist, ageist, homophobic. The UUMA board, the UU Ministers Association board, actually took action against a UU minister for their Facebook posts. And the minister and their friends complained you're impinging upon our free speech. Well, one may, and I say may, have a right to say it, but one does not have the right to expect there will be no consequences. With freedom comes responsibility. 
We may have the freedom to express ourselves, but we must be also willing to take responsibility for the consequences of our speech. Others may have the freedom to write what they want, but we must also take responsibility for making sure that what we read is true and verifiable. We may have the freedom to say what we want, but we must also be responsible in what we say. Whenever I post on social media, which honestly is rarely, I ask myself this question. Am I upholding my Unitarian Universalist values and principles with this post? If the answer is no, then I delete the post before I hit send. In fact, I try to do this with all of my correspondence. Am I upholding our Unitarian Universalist values with what I am saying? Sometimes I'm not as successful as I'd like to be and would have liked. Now, I am free to say all the mean stuff that I want in the privacy of my home. Hey. <laughs> we are not going to go there. I've heard you too. And honestly, Lord, there are some days when I would be ashamed if I actually heard what I said and thought. We all have the unfettered right to say whatever we want in the privacy of our own homes, assuming we are home alone at the moment. <laughs> but I warn you, be careful. Because Alexa and Siri <laughs> and your television may be listening and recording what you've said. But the right to say what we want isn't unfettered in the rest of the world. It has limits and it has consequences. But the basic right to free expression is essential to our democracies if we are truly to be democracies. We have a right to speak out against our government. We have a right to assemble to protest against injustice. We have a right to a free press. We have these rights and we must protect them and we protect them by responsibly exercising them. And we are being responsible when we speak not to harm, but to heal. When we speak not to denigrate, but to uplift and affirm. When we speak against injustice while still being loving and just ourselves.
we are responsible when we remember our Unitarian Universalist values before we speak, not after. Roosevelt could not have imagined social media when he wrote of the freedom of speech and expression as one of the four freedoms everyone in the world is entitled to enjoy. He could not have thought of a world where free speech is threatened by irresponsible free speech. He could not have foreseen foreign governments using our public forums to, to try to undermine our democracy. He did see the attack on liberalism when he wrote those words, and he could have predicted that there would be another attack. But I think that even if he knew what we know now, he would still have written that freedom of speech is a fundamental right of every person. Maybe he might have said something about free and responsible speech. But then again, perhaps free speech must also allow for irresponsible speech by individuals. It's not always so clear what we should and should not allow. But as Unitarian Universalists, it's clear what we should do. Speak from our values always. Our Unitarian values of freedom, reason, and tolerance, and our Universalist values of love, hope, and courage, together make our Unitarian Universalist principles a living tradition that upholds the values of liberalism. It is up to us to live those principles every day where they are merely words on a piece of paper and they do not uphold our freedom, our freedom to speak. May it be so. Amen. Blessed be, Ashe, I love you. <laughs>